Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. Hello. I hope you're doing real well. It's Sunday, the 2nd of January. Uh, right now in Mexico City, it's 9.18 a.m. I woke up this morning at 4 a.m. I studied. I went to the gym and I prepared to do this video. Um, I'm very grateful, very humbled by the response. I'm very surprised as I... I'm not used to doing things in English. The majority of my my public and all that kind of stuff, if that's what you want to call it, is in Spanish because of the, the career I've had in Mexico. But I was given this opportunity to do something in English and this video is on a few platforms. And I'm very grateful for uh, you allowing me to attempt to continue my therapy and my growth here and I hope you get something out of it. As time goes on, I will be able to produce a better show. Right now, I'm just trying to remain consistent and I hope I don't let you down. So I have said to you, the success of this show will be because of your participation, your questions. And I do know that I got this program because of my history as a professional wrestler and a lot of the other shows on this channel are pro wrestling oriented. Mine is definitely not. If you want to ask me things about pro wrestling, I will do my best to answer it. If I see an, an analogy from my past that will help me explain something, I'm going to use it. But the majority of my program will be about mental health, uh, spirituality, and uh, just cool shit in general. So I asked for some questions and I, and I got some. So let me see how I do. And I hope that uh, the questions continue. I hope we grow together. And I, I'm going to do my best. So I just need to start with a small disclaimer. I'm not a doctor at all. I am educated. I am studied in, in different fields. And everything that I say here is my opinion, my point of view. And there's one of the questions that's really going to 
hit home on that. Um, I'm doing this so that I can hear myself and say things, and hopefully we both can get growth out of this, right? That's what this is all about. It's non-judgmental. It's not open for debate. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting involved in gossip or anything like that. So name-calling and finger-pointing and, and all that, um, it's not going to happen here. People like myself who have been on television for a long time, uh, especially in pro wrestling, usually think our opinions matter more than they should or that because we had a little bit of television time, we're, we're important celebrities. That's all bullshit. And uh, I'm just very fortunate that I've had a very long career. I have nothing but gratitude. And uh, it's brought me to where we are right now. So this is the most important phase of my career. This is the greatest part of being Vampiro. And um, everything else that I did was kind of cool, I guess, but it's brought me to where I'm at. So thank you for that. So let's start. Kevin Mack, do you know if there are any brain exercises that help with epilepsy or certain foods or nutrition? Thank you for doing a show like this. Wow. Well, I suffered epilepsy when I was young and I used the, the drug um, Dilantin and that helped control my seizures. I don't know as I'm not a doctor, I believe everybody's epilepsy, everybody's symptoms, everybody's sicknesses, which we need to change. Uh, I want to get a little bit deep here with you before I get into my answer. One of the things I'm really going to do here is control and be aware of the words that I use because words are very powerful. So using the word sickness, I don't think anybody's sick. And I certainly don't think epilepsy or, or obesity, as an example, is a sickness. It's a condition or it's an obstacle in your life. Can you control it? I'm, I believe it is a neuro, neurological problem. And it is something that's out of my wheelhouse. I don't know what causes epilepsy because I haven't put the time in to pay attention to it. Maybe I should have. I, I certainly think there's treatment for it and it can be controlled. When you ask if there's a certain food or a nutrition, uh, yes, I believe there is. As I'm in the first stages of Alzheimer's myself, I'm very much dedicated. I use the word vegan lifestyle so that I don't have to explain myself to people who I'm not interested in talking to. I'm not a vegan. I wear leather jackets and I wear leather boots. My guitar straps are leather and my jewelry and bracelets are leather. I probably should take better care of that, you know, cruelty to animals and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm guilty of that. And I, I, I don't know what else to say, except um, maybe I should be a little bit more conscious on those kind of things. But I, I, you know, I'm not really, I don't really put a lot of attention into that. But the plant-based eating, not only has it changed my body and my, my lifestyle and my everything, but there is, if you look up on Google, because there's a million recipes, golden milk. Golden milk, it's something very ancient. It's part of the Hindu culture for a long, long time. You can find a recipe or you can buy a pre-made mix. If you can't find the ingredients, then get the pre-made mix. I don't use milk. I use almond milk. If I can make my own, I make my own. 
I don't like cashew milk. I don't like rice milk. I don't like. I, I just it just tastes like shit. So I, I like almond milk, unsweetened or sweetened. I try to find the best non-GMO brand that I can. The ingredients, the turmeric, is an anti-inflammatory, and that also means it'll help with the inflammation in your brain, for example. But combining it with cinnamon, cayenne pepper, black pepper, and if you consume it two to three times a day, it definitely is going to help with inflammation throughout your body. It has、um, cancer prevention. Properties as well, but the turmeric with those other ingredients, turmeric by itself, right now, like I was reading on 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 Google this morning, you know, they they always give these little blurbs of this is the miracle thing, that's the miracle drug. Well, yeah, turmeric is magical. There is absolutely no doubt about it. But if you take it by itself, that's not enough. I'll give you a couple of pointers. So, your intention. That goes into making anything in life is going to affect the results you get from it. So when you're making this, if you use the natural ingredients,、uh, if you look at some recipes, a lot of them don't put honey in there. I put honey just because it just helps with the taste a little bit. But it is pretty tasteful. And if you make it from scratch, I put everything in a blender and I blend it before I boil it because it's like a tea, and it's so tasty and it's so good for you and it's relaxing and there's just a million benefits to it. But the intention I use when I'm going to make it is because I'm doing it for the right reasons. I'm not just making it because I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to get better. I'm making it because I know that the ingredients in there have a reason. Somebody, sometime, centuries ago, was taught by who that this has medicinal properties. So if I put the care in the intention. Of making this product, and I consume it with love and gratitude to the universe for giving me the opportunity to have access to a natural medicine like that. It changes the effect. It just does. The best example I can give you, if you watch the movie The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, watch the movie with the intention of learning the lessons. There are a lot of I, I'm I'm there are so many lessons in there that if you really really study it they're phenomenal rituals and ritual magic and habits pretty much the same thing so there's a part in the movie and I love this movie because I'm a martial artist I wrestled in Japan for a long time I went from Canada I was very young and immature and no culture I moved to Mexico and it's just now that I'm appreciating the lessons I'm learning. From rural and regional cultures down here, and it's making me a better version of myself because I'm learning something. I'm seeing things from another point of view. That's why this show is called Perception. The thing I'm trying to get to is there's a scene in the movie where he talks about how every person is dedicated thoroughly to one thing, and there's a scene he explains about making Japanese tea, and it is a process. Yeah, you can boil water and drop a tea bag in there, but it's not the same of cultivating your your own ingredients and 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 putting together the the system of creating this spiritual drink. That once you do all that, and the way you you drink it, it just means so much more. 
The other thing that's really helped me with my epilepsy and my my Alzheimer's and all that is listening to certain frequencies and vibrations at night. I usually go to YouTube and I look at something, and I try to find the right frequencies that I need to alter my brain activity while I'm sleeping, so that it regenerates things that I've damaged throughout my life, and it really does make a difference. So if you put all of those three things together, which is the number three, which is universally accepted as part of the magical language of the universe, it's not just one thing. You're not just drinking the tea. You know why you're doing it. It's the point of the triangle. You have the ingredients, and then you make it, and then you drink it. So if you connect the three and you make that triangle, you're always doing something with the correct intention. So that is definitely going to make a difference. Excuse me for the long answer, but I believe that it was—it's valid and it's—and it's an important piece of information. I'm very anxious to see how it works for you. So thank you for that question. Good luck, Kevin. Jimmy, the lumberjack. If there. Is a possibility? Could you speak to your youth hockey career as a goalie? I heard from your old interviews you were very good. The rest of the question is: What turned me off from playing hockey?、Uh, yeah, of course I can talk about it, but there's really not much to talk about. I was a hockey prodigy, and I kind of walked away from it. The reason I walked away from it was because when I was 13 years old, I was six foot three, 200 pounds. So I was much more advanced as an athlete than other kids at my age because of my size, and I was always ultra aggressive and high energy, meaning there was nothing that was going to happen that you were going to beat me. And I was a goaltender, and I attacked the game. If you came near me, we were dropping the gloves. If you went into the corner, I would body check you. I would try to score goals. I would hit you with my stick. I would. I was the enforcer. I was everything. I was the. I was just all over the place, because I saw the game. I saw things unfold. I had this ability since I was young to understand what was happening. It was almost like psychology. Now I was able to see why things went the way they did. So I started playing semi-pro hockey, and I used to go to these tryouts at different colleges, universities. I was getting scholarship offers and junior teams, but because of my age and the law at that time, I was not allowed to play above my age group. So it got very boring for me because sometimes our team we would win like twenty-seven to nothing, and it was like there wouldn't even be the puck wouldn't even come into my end, and I would just I would it just became. I just didn't want to do it anymore. And after you go away to a very high level and you come back down, it had nothing to do with ego. It was just I don't belong here. And I think that was the start of things for me that I realized I was different. So getting that's kind of what I got out of that experience. It broke a lot of hearts, especially my mom's when I quit. But it just I was. Put in a position where I had to quit. I couldn't adapt. And then when it became too much, and then they tried to give me the opportunity, it was too late. I had already moved on. So that's that's what happened there. I appreciate the question, though. I like this question. All right.、Uh, yes. I don't know about a weekly book recommendation because I don't read books to be entertained. I read books to become educated. I hope this answer doesn't bore you. I'm going to tell you about a book right now. I'm going to tell you about two books today. But this one book 
is my Bible. And this one book is my Bible because this person is so influential. It's because of this person, the whole ancient alien television show and philosophy and awakening worldwide exists. And the reason I love this man in this book is because it's how I approach what I'm doing with you. He didn't say, this is the way it was. This is the way it is. This is the way it should be. You should see this. This book is one big sequence of a person asking questions to provoke you to think differently, to do your own research and to come to your own conclusions about something that is right in front of your eyes. So this book, The Chariot of the Gods, is fundamental because this person is the person who kind of brought ancient knowledge, ancient history, ancient everything to the public eye. It's important to understand that if you read this book, it was written in the 1960s. It doesn't matter. He is opening your eyes to things that have happened hundreds of thousands of years ago. So the knowledge has not changed. He's talking about ancient geometry, ancient relics that have relevance throughout the world. Because if you go to the constructions of pyramids in Thailand, China, Hong Kong, Mexico, Peru, Egypt, they're all the same. And if you look at different parts of the world at ancient archaeology, they're basically star maps. So if you're looking down, they coincide with different star maps, different constellations, different alignments of planets. They just do. It's not me making this up. It's not me watching television and coming to conclusions. I've gone to these places. I've put in my time as a mason, as a magician, as a person who is searching the occult, as a seeker. I've physically seen and done things there, and it is true. What you believe and what you take from that, it's up to you. I know what I know. I believe what I believe. And if you think I'm lying, do the research. You asked me about a book. That's a great book. And what that book will teach you is it's very dangerous to use words that affect people to react in a certain way. You must understand that most people culturally their intellect is not that great. It's almost like if you took a circle and you divided it in, in, in like a, in, in, in a pie for percentages. If somebody puts 80% of their day, so that's almost the whole circle, right? As a graph into work. And then they put in 10% into studying and they put the other 10% into whatever it is they else to do. So they're going to have 10% of their time to study things. So their opinion and that they form is that they form is based on whatever. So if they watch a documentary on TV for 60 minutes, how can you explain three million years of evolution in 60 minutes? You can't. My circle is 90% studying and 10% working. So my version is quite different because of the time that I dedicate to learning that craft. That makes sense. So that book is made to teach you to think, which is why I love it. The other book that I truly recommend, and this is why uh, I can't give you an answer on a weekly book recommendation, because this book, I've been reading it for six years and uh, it's, it's just, it just, it's crazy. 
because I haven't even finished it once because I just can't. Dr. Joe Dispenza is a psychologist and he's somebody who's really, really connected to the universe and with meditations and going to different dimensions. He's a very, very extremely deep individual and he's somebody who I, I love and I admire and I, I'm too nervous to, to dedicate more time because I'm not ready. I'm just, I'm not there. I don't want to not be able to fully get what I want to get out of his teachings. So I'm preparing because he, to me, is the one that I need. Now, his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, some of you might read it once and get it. I read, I listen to it on an audiobook, and I and I go over a chapter six or seven times in a row because every single time that I listen to it or I read it, it gives me something new, a new perspective, a new vision, a new version of whatever it is I'm trying to get from that. So that right there, those two books should change your existence because they are mind-blowing. And those are my Bibles. So those are two books I can recommend to you. Uh, Luke, how do I stay positive knowing my diagnosis? That's very easy. Um, because I've done so much work on myself, uh, I hit rock bottom. And I, I was just very aware that I was a, a complete fucking mess. And I was hurting everybody around me. And I was ending up being a has-been. I was ending up being, oh, I remember him. Too bad he turned out to be a fucking mess. Um, and once I started to understand the lessons that I was learning... Once I started participating in different forms of educating myself and doing things outside of the box and paying attention, the answer was right there in my hand in front of my eyes. I started studying ritual magic, not so much out of curiosity, but as a practitioner. The biggest thing that helped me was controlling, confronting, and beating my own ego. Once That's a very big lesson in ritual magic. So once I, I confronted my ego and I, and I won that battle, I was able to have the veil lifted from my eyes and see things differently, participate, and, and learning how to be a humble human being, not just going through life, taking things for granted and, and, and worrying about me only. Just trying to focus on my inside, being a better version of myself, led me to become productive, um, learning how to, to instill discipline in my life, learning all of these things, learning and um, understanding that I didn't need something every single time, like a crutch, like I need this object or person or thing to be motivated to complete my mission. I just, even if I knew I was going to fail, um, I, I'll never be a professional bodybuilder, but I go to the gym because of the benefits and the reason and my intention are going to the gym are for my, my own mental health, my personal health, 
my 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 vanity, my my whatever it is I want to do, uh, as an example, right? Um, so as as soon as I started to learn that I I don't know anything and all of the problems that are around me are being caused by me. So, you know, like I had a girlfriend one time and it was like, she bothered the fuck out of me and I couldn't figure out why. And even though I was, I guess, semi trying to make things work, the reason wasn't working is because I was forcing it. I didn't want to be there, but I was being there because I thought that's what I had to do. And it was wrong because I was like, why is this person making me so uncomfortable? And then I reframed it and was like, why am I such a dick in ruining this person's time? Obviously, this person is into me and wants a relationship. And I had to tell this person, look, I'm not the one for you. I'm more into something else. I have work to do on me. I need to get over myself. I got to fix my ego. I got to put my shit in check. I'm a fucking complete emotional wreck. And I have this problem. And the only thing I'm doing is hurting you. So as much as it kind of broke her heart, I can see that even she needs to get her shit together because she can't understand what I'm saying. So once I started to realize things like that, like, why am I doing this? I'm doing it for all the wrong reasons. And the person who's with me is being affected because they don't even know why the fuck they're with me. And they don't see their own defects. So I eventually got away from that. And as soon as I started understanding i appreciated my time alone because it gave me time to reflect and realize that i'm not perfect and i'm offensive and and i'm a real pain in the ass and i suck as a person and i'm a fucking bad choice as a partner so that's an example it's pretty extreme but then i started to like myself more and i became so happy and the people that are around me now love to be around me because my energy is different. So those are some of the steps I took to understanding myself. Once I started understanding myself and I, I'm stress-free, I'm, I'm getting my health back, I'm helping people, I'm doing what I want to do without offending anybody. And I thought to myself, I'm constantly positive and happy. So I believe when you say, how do you stay positive? I changed the things that were affecting me in a negative way. And I realized that my ego needed to be put in check. And once I did that, it's really easy to stay positive. I'm not sure if that answer will help you. I certainly hope it does, Luca. And thank you for your question. Do you perform the banishing rituals? I am having a hard time over the assumption of God forms. I have no idea what this is. Uh, I don't have any idea what that is either. Um, if you ask me if I perform banishing rituals, I don't perform any rituals for abundance or to banish anything. Right now, I'm in a stage of learning and understanding. I'm actually in a pretty big magic course right now. Uh, like this is some of my 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 homework. Like. Um, I'm learning about banishing rituals and I'm learning about invoking and things like that. So I have a huge um, 
study library of, of, of magic. And before I even uh, open my tarot cards again, or I, I claim to be somebody who can give you advice on something like that, I must say that I'm not educated enough and I prefer to really study it. <clears throat> and if it comes that I can speak about it with authority because of my own personal experiences, I'll share that with you. But I, I, I believe that before I even get there, I, there's so much more in me that I need to fix. So that's where I'm at with that one. I do appreciate the question though, Tom. How do we contact you to discuss meditation? I don't think I'm there yet. I will get there. As I just said, I'm studying to get there. I believe that you should meditate as much as possible. My only opinions today on meditation are um, your intention. I truly believe in the quantum field and the energy levels of the universe and the frequencies. If I, I see, I study, and I see all these meditation techniques to bring you wealth and to bring... I'm, I'm not understanding that because, um, forgive me, I'm going to cough. I have this uh, cold. <clears throat> I don't believe in that because whatever that teacher has learned will work for them. But if you're a novice and you start playing around with portals and, and, and frequencies and magic, asking for things, you've got to be fucking careful. The universe is 16 billion years old. There's things out there that, I mean, please. The intelligence that created us, and if you believe that, great. If you don't, well, that's cool too. It's so advanced. Dinosaurs were on the earth 200 million years ago. It's a long fucking time. Ancient aliens, creators, frequencies, spirits, angels, gods are billions and billions of years old. I can't answer that. What I do with my own meditation and uh, something that works for me is, is I'm right now in a stage where I only meditate to send other people energy. I meditate with gratitude and I say thank you, but I never ask for anything for me. I always ask to protect and bless other people. And I truly believe the great things that I have in my life now are because the quantum field, the energy in the universe responds to me and gives me peace, gives me direction, helps me understand the way I'm going. So when I meditate, my intention is to help other people. If that helps, um, I, I, I don't know why you even meditate. Um, but if you're meditating, if you're trying to find something, I go on YouTube and I find frequencies for my brain and I listen to them all night long. I put them on my iPhone on low volume. And as I sleep, I let my subconscious work. So I don't think I'm mature enough as a spiritualist to give you the correct answer. I'm just giving you what works for me. I hope that helps. What changed in your life that made you realize the error of your ways? Great question. I would like to reframe that question. And I, when I realize that I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't have errors of my ways. 
I'm not learning the lessons from the consequences of my actions. That's a pretty deep answer. So I don't know if I, if anybody should be accused of committing an error. If it's intentional, I'm going to rob a bank. Well, that's an error. It's not right. Whatever your motives are and your intentions are, my my family's starving. There's other ways. So you don't need to rob a bank, even though, um, well, statute of limitations. I don't want to say too much. Uh, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I I believe I was not educated enough to understand the lessons that I was being taught as consequences to certain actions. Once I started to become a better version of myself through change, adaptation, experimentation, study, um, contemplation. Once I really started to dedicate more time into other areas that are there, uh, unfortunately right now, everybody is kind of brainwashed by media, social media, competition, um, not sure which way to go, lack of communication. Um, I don't blame my mom for anything, but my mom never spoke to me about investing, banking. My mom grew up in an orphanage. My mom was abandoned, you know, when I was kids. My sister was two, I think I was four, something like that, or five. I don't remember because it doesn't mean anything now, but my mom had to raise, you know, two kids and deal with being abandoned and all her issues. So really, what was she going to teach me? Although she did make me the warrior that I am, the other type of education I didn't have access to. And I grew up in a very small town in Canada that was very limited, limited by the mindset of the people. And it is such a problem. And now they have, it's the murder capital of Canada and they have more drug abuse and use than the whole country combined. And it's a town of 90,000 people. So I truly believe that I took a lot of years to understand that there is another form of education out there, something that has been hidden from us, not just from me, but for centuries as well. I've said it before in a paranormal talk. I, I do have a paranormal show and I'm a paranormal person. Um, in the year 528, the emperor of Rome at that time closed, burned down, destroyed all of the libraries worldwide with all of the original sacred information that was before Christian Christianity and world powers taking advantage of uneducated people and manipulating things. And we have the situation in the world that we do now. The Catholic Church is only 2,000 years old. There are cave paintings that are 45,000 years old that speak of other educations, religions, ceremonies, things like that. So it's, it's not nothing new. I truly believe that once you start to study, and it doesn't mean like I, I, like I'm a punk rocker. Punk rock, we had to make our own clothes. Now you go to Hot Topic and you can buy your uniform. And that's cool. It's great. But a lot of kids, young people, for example, forget where it came from. 
now um if you i got a mac and if you get guitar whatever it is and you can basically make a record and you can make music and that's phenomenal because things have evolved and this is what's available now and it's so much easier or is it if you look at the way records were made in the 1960s 1950s 1930s 1970s every era has a different way of doing things and what you need to go through to get to that point that you're trying to make with your music whatever the culture at the time was is why things sound the way they do it's why today's music doesn't have the importance or the impact that it did before please don't take that as an insult i'm only giving you words to give you a different point of view to make you think on things so again i'm talking about the error of my ways i don't think i made any errors i truly believe i did not learn the lessons that were afforded to me at the time um that's kind of a weird answer but i hope it helps jeremy thank you uh tom asks me how do i see your documentary do i regret doing it it's not a documentary uh it's a great movie it's not a wrestling movie it's a story about a guy who's a complete mess in his relationship with his teen daughter at that time so if you go to my facebook which is up let me see do i have it here facebook where is this fucking thing probably don't why would i no i don't but if you go to facebook.com what do you call that a diagonal slash vampiro voodoo v-u-d-u um that will take you to my facebook page and if you go into groups tonight i'm going to put up a link in their group and is this going to say documentary i'm going to leave it up there for free it's in that group it's for everybody to watch uh i don't think you'll be able to steal it if you i don't really care it's it's i i mean a lot of people say it's pretty motivational or whatever i've watched it twice i think um I don't remember it very well, but I do know there's some cool things in there and it's just a version of who I was when I was at my sickest. I'm 120 pounds heavier in that movie than I am now. Um I'm at the all-time peak of my drug use because the doctors were just filling me full of medicines to try to because nobody knew what was wrong with me. And uh it was right before I became a full-on fledged vegan plant-based eater. So the movie's interesting. Um <clears throat> but you can check it out. It's it'll be on my Facebook <clears throat> in the groups section under documentary. How's that? Uh okay. Spuds, what is your diet and do you have a program? Yes. The word diet is bullshit. The word diet is a marketing tool, so I don't subscribe to any diet. But I do um fast. Fasting has been around forever. Um I truly believe fasting is the best way to fix pretty much any ailment you have. It gives your body a rest, it gives your internal organ organs a chance to rest, do their job, 
It lets you clean out, and it takes all the toxicity and fatty foods that you've been stuffing in your fucking face, and turns them into fuel. So, I fast.、Uh, I'm on a program right now, and I'm doing 12 hours a day for the next week that I'm fasting. So that's really easy. Actually, it's 14 hours because if I go to bed at eight o'clock at night, I don't eat again until noon the next day, and then from noon till seven, I eat what I want, and then I fast. So that helps so much.、Um, it's going to get your ass in shape. It's going to save you money. It's very difficult, though, the first few days for those of you who have never done it, because if you're accustomed to drinking pro,、uh, juice, soda pop, processed food, and that's pretty much everything, you are going to have some brutal, brutal withdrawal symptoms for the first five days. It just is what it is. Which is why I recommend if you're going to try fasting, do it while you sleep, no snacking, and then when you get up in the morning, don't stuff your face right away. Have your water, have your coffee, whatever it is. A lot of people say coffee ain't good for you. I don't give a fuck what they say. It works for me. It stimulates my brain, and it tastes like shit, but it works. So that's just my point of view. So I wake up in the morning and I have I slam down a, a big glass of water. I don't like the texture of water. I just don't.、Um, but I have a sponsorship with、um, a mineral water company. It's not really a sponsorship. It's just like a, I talk about them and they give me product. So whatever that is, and I drink a lot of mineral water. Why? Because I like the texture, and it just I just do. And then、um, at noon, my diet or my eating. Um, I'm really, really trying to stick to the plant-based stuff. So, I have a hard time eating because of all the stimulants I take. I take a lot of pre-workout stuff, you know, before you go to the gym, because those stimulants right now activate my brain and I think and I become creative and I can do videos like this.、And、about an hour or two later, I just become dumbed down. Is it healthy? Absolutely not. Do I have a great quality of life from it? Yes, I certainly do. Do I recommend it for you? No, I don't. But fasting, if you want to get healthy, if you want to control your diabetes, if you want to control your your arthritis, if you want to control obesity, you want to fight cancer, you want to do all of those things, you want to clear your skin, you want to clear your mind. Fasting is the way to go, and a plant-based diet is the best way to go. A lot of people say, "Well, fuck, I can't eat 800 pounds of vegetables." No, nobody can. Which is why I have a great juicer. And I make batch juices, and I refrigerate them, and I make sure I have my greens, my red vegetables, and all that stuff. And I try to have a liquid diet. Is that healthy? I'm not sure. It works for me. I don't know if it'll work for you. But that's what I do. So that's kind of been my program today. It's gone a little longer than I thought it would. I certainly hope that you got something out of this, and I appreciate it. Again. I want to tone it down to about 30 minutes a show. Right now, I'm at 42. I'm going to cut it off. I, I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate the questions. Forgive me if the answers are long, but if you take the time to ask me something, I'm going to give you the knowledge I have. I'm not here to be popular. I'm not here to become a fan favorite. I'm here to share what I've learned, and I believe that's what anybody who claims to be a leader or an educator should do. My name is Richard Ian Hodgkinson. Uh, I am Vampiro. This is my show, Perception. I certainly hope you've got something out of it. I got mad love for each and every one of you, and I'll see you next week.